You're listening to Bible Truth Feed, a podcast by Christadelphianvideo.org for Christadelphians and all those seeking the truth about the Bible message. Join us now as we present our latest episode. Eureka by John Thomas, Volume 1 Chapter 1, Section 1, Part 7 Apocalypse Rooted in the Prophets The Apocalypse in Zephaniah Zephaniah was contemporary with Jeremiah and prophesied in the reign of Josiah, king of Judah. Yahweh declared by him that he would utterly consume all things constituting Judah's commonwealth from off the holy land. This was to come to pass because Jerusalem obeyed not the voice, received not correction, trusted not in Yahweh, drew not near to her Elohim. Her princes within her were as roaring lions, her judges as evening wolves, her prophets light and treacherous persons, and her priests had polluted the sanctuary and done violence to the law. We can look back by the light of history and see how terrible hath been the indignation of Yahweh and his Christ. The sea coast of Palestine, once so rich and flourishing in the hands of the Philistines, has become, as Zephaniah predicted, dwellings and cottages for shepherds and folds for flocks, and an afflicted and poor people only is left in the midst of the land. The Philistines, and Moab, and Ammon, and Nineveh, and Cushistan, people all contemporary with the prophet, have all passed away as he foretold, and a despised remnant of his countrymen alone continue, a living monument of woe. But of this remnant and their country, the prophet has recorded great and glorious things. The seacoast, says he, shall be for the house of Judah, and they shall feed thereupon. For Yahweh their Elohim shall visit them, and turn away their captivity. They shall spoil Moab and Ammon, and shall possess them. This change in the fortunes of the poor and afflicted remnant of Israel, the prophet shows, is to occur at a period when Yahweh's wrath is to be let loose against the nations. Yahweh informs us through the prophet what his determination is with respect to the world at the coming crisis. Addressing the afflicted remnant, Yahweh says, Wait ye for me until the day that I rise up to the prey, the day of wrath and apocalypse of Paul. For my determination is to gather the nations, to assemble the kingdoms, to pour upon them mine indignation, even all my fierce anger. For with the fire of my jealousy all the earth shall be devoured. The result of this manifestation and outpouring of wrath 
will be sevenfold. 1. The Apocalypse of Yahweh, the King of Israel in Jerusalem. 2. The Taking Away of Judgments from Jerusalem. 3. The Purification and Pardon of the Remnant. 4. The Exaltation of Israel to fame and praise throughout the world. 5. Their restoration to the Holy Land from all parts of the earth. 6. The abolition of all the names and denominations and other superstitions of every form, shade and colour that now bewilder and divide mankind, and which are sustained as elements of the civil and ecclesiastical polity of the nations. And seven, the establishment of one religion and one government for all the world. In view of these things, the prophet exclaims, Sing, O daughter of Zion, shout, O Israel, be glad and rejoice with all the heart, O daughter of Jerusalem, the mother of us all, Galatians 4 verse 26. Yahweh hath taken away thy judgments, he hath cast out thine enemy, the King of Israel, Yahweh, is in the midst of thee, thou shalt not see evil any more. Yahweh thine Elohim, that is, the mystical Christ, in the midst of thee, is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. Behold, at that time I will undo all that afflict thee, and I will save her that halteth, and will gather her that was driven out and I will get them praise and fame in every land where they have been put to shame. It is manifest, however, to every considerate person that this glorious result for Israel and the saints, for the one is not redeemed without the other, can only be consequent upon the binding of the dragon and conquest of the kings of the earth as represented in the Apocalypse. The governments must be broken as a potter's vessel, or Israel, the saints, and the nations cannot attain the blessing promised. The testimony of all the prophets concurs in this, and that when broken, the grand obstacle to the world's blessedness will be removed, and that then will Yahweh turn to the peoples a pure lip, that they may all call upon the name of Yahweh to serve him with one consent. For he will famish all the Elohim of the earth, among whom are the clerical soul traders of the apocalypse, and men shall worship him, every one from his country, all the isles of the nations." Chapter 1, verse 1, chapter 2, verses 6, 7, 9, and 11, and chapter 3, verses 1 to 4, 8, 9, and 14 to 19. The Apocalypse in Haggai 
Haggai prophesied about a century after Zephaniah and was contemporary with Zechariah and the rebuilding of the temple after the return from Babylon. He stirred the people up to finish it. Zerubbabel, son of David and ancestor of Joseph, the husband of Mary, and of Mary and Jesus, was governor of Judah under the Persians, and Joshua, the son of Josedek, high priest. These were men of sign, that is, men representative of one, who shall afterwards himself occupy, at one and the same time, the position of governor and high priest of the nation. Zerubbabel and Joshua are so regarded both by Haggai and Zechariah. In reference to the apocalypse of the Holy One, they typified, Yahweh says in Haggai, Yet once it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry, and I will shake all nations, and that to be desired of all nations, they shall come. Bahu, third person plural, and I will fill this house with glory. And this yet once more, says Paul, signifieth the removing of those things which may be shaken as of things that are constituted, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. The heavens and earth, shaken in the Babylonian desolation, were shaken once more in the Roman. But the time approaches when the heavens, earth, sea and dry land of the Gentile world are also to be convulsed. Therefore Yahweh commanded Haggai to speak to Zerubbabel and say, I will shake the heavens and the earth, and I will overthrow the thrones of kingdoms, and I will destroy the strength of the kingdoms of the nations, and I will overthrow the chariots and those that ride in them, and the horses and their riders shall come down, every one by the sword of his brother. In that day, saith Yahweh of armies, I will take thee, O Zerubbabel, my servant, son of Shealtiel, and will make thee as a signet. For I have chosen thee, saith Yahweh of armies. Chapter 2, verses 6, 7, and 21 to 23. Now as these things did not come to pass in the lifetime of Zerubbabel, he was either a representative of his descendant, the son of Mary, who shall be the ensign, or he must be raised from the dead if it is to be personally accomplished in him. Whichever alternative may be accepted, this is certain, that Zerubbabel is to be a living man when the shaking of the nations predicted shall come to pass. The prophecy, then, relates to our future and will be found hereafter to have been incorporated in some of the scenes of the Apocalypse.
Thank you for joining us. We hope you found the episode helpful. Don't forget, most of these episodes are also available as videos on our video channel, cdvideo.org. So head over and take a look. If you have any comments or questions or suggestions, please get in touch or leave us a voice message. We love to hear your feedback. You can email us at btf at cdvideo.org. If you enjoyed the episode, then please share it with others. Until next time, may God bless you in your studies and your walk towards God's kingdom. Amen.